Welcome in, Irish fans, to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. This is the wrap-up show. Notre Dame goes down to number seven. Cincinnati, 24-13 at home. It's a lot to talk about. We'll get right to it. Man, we look forward to your questions, your comments, anything you have to say. But a lot of things uh, Brian Kelly had to say is two, two things in particular that we'll play for you that interest us. But I'm going to turn it over. Malik, you had your three keys to a dub. And, you know, how did those turn out? Man, the one that sticks out the most is can we stand the rain? And that first half onslaught, we just couldn't stand the rain because after a while, when you don't have a solid base and you're relying on defense's turnover to come out each and every play and make a stop, when you're playing teams that are good and especially confident, I mean, even the, the touchdown they scored on Kyle to go up 17, that's just a confidence play. You know, they just like, look, we we feel like we got the edge. We're just going to – they had to jump ball too down the field on yeah. two players on just any other day. That's a bad football play. But when you play in a team that feels like they can beat you, they're going to play on top of the pressure that they're applying, playing Notre Dame. We didn't look like the, the most confident team that was going to win coming out. And there were so many narratives that the narratives just played more of a factor into how Cincinnati was able to just come in and, and not like Desmond Ryder said, nothing affected him. I mean, he out there and, and managed and, and played well and, I mean, I thought the defense had good effort, but offensively, I mean, I could go all day on or, or just what we talk about from the beginning of the season where it's like Coach Kelly is the, is not good with the quarterbacks. <laughs> Situationally terrible. He just botches the, the, the whole thing completely when we don't have to. I told you before, we done opened the Pandora's box. Yep. We done put too many guys in there, and and they done played right when they're not expecting to win. I mean, we got fans out here clamoring for Drew Pine to play. That's not how we went into the season thinking. We wasn't thinking nothing about no Drew Pine save us going into the 2021 season. So cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. My biggest issue is that we saw it coming and we didn't do anything to stop it once again. Why would you bring Jack Cohen in to do this? You bring in a guy who wasn't a superstar where he left to put him in an even worse situation now with three guys. It's not making sense. It's not making sense because it's like, what is Drew Pine going to solve for an offense that has no identity? All the stars we have out there and we clamoring for Drew Pine to make the plays. That's not it. I told you also, giving Tyler Buckner packages wears out after the first use. It's a firework for a reason. It's only one use in it. We are too late in the season almost to be non-committal. We're the most non-committal girl out on the dating scene. For whatever reason, we just feel like, you know, 
I like one, but I kind of want two more. The biggest gigolo in the pool. And it's not making sense because it's like you tease us with Tyler Buckner. For what? Jack looked good first game. Why are you trying to tease us? For what? If you wasn't going to start him, why are you trying to give him packages that's going to limit him? And what happened? We tried to bring those tired packages out that they didn't develop because he's been hurt for two weeks with a hamstring. You thinking, if we're the number nine team in the country, why are we looking for so many fire starters to our offense? That's crazy. Why are we looking for people to get the offense going with the number nine team in the country? So that just shows you that you knowingly went into the season undermanned for no reason, just to package up and underdevelop a quarterback that's confidence is all over the place at this point. He realized that it ain't that easy when teams are expecting you. Drew Pine learned it ain't that easy when you just can't come in out of the out of the stands and and look like Rudy. When teams know what you're doing and got enough film to be like, all right, let's just let's just just in case, let's prepare for this guy. Once they say that, all the quarterback packages just stop right there. It's no more surprise. There's no more kickstarting. If we need all that, just start them and game plan the whole week. You're destroying Jack's confidence. You're destroying Jack's game by doing this to him. He thought Tyler Buckner was enough. Now you're talking about Drew Pond. He's going to be like, next you're going to start talking about, uh, what's the kid? Uh, uh, Pilot's son. Pilot's son. Because <laughs> all three of them going to play like shit in the next couple of weeks. All three of them. All three of them gonna play like shit. The O line, impossible. I'm not. We can't blame the O line. How? O line played good enough to win this game. But but how could like, you even as bad as they played in certain situations, they played good enough to win this game. How can you even consider them to be an issue or for them to develop when they got literally three different voices in their head? You got three different cadences in their head. Yeah. In the span of one game. And they already don't got the experience. We do this, I feel like at this point, for the entertainment value of a season. It's too easy to win 10 games. So Coach Kelly's like, you know what? Let's just make it as entertaining as possible. You cannot treat offense like it's some just throw guys in. It's impossible. If you just think of it from a big picture, to get 11 guys, which includes yourself, to do the right thing yeah. for three seconds, all at the same time, and do that 70 times a game, and one guy is directing all the traffic, it is impossible that – Coach Kelly's even gone from two, and now he's working three QB carries. I ain't never seen nothing like it. I thought it was bad enough. It was me, Ev, me versus Ev, me versus Deshaun, me versus, you know. Now you got three people in the mix. You got the fans giving bad suggestions on Twitter. You've empowered so many fans to be a coach that don't know what they're talking about. And lastly, 
I just want to know how many times does it take for you to do this when you just have to recruit the number one guy and call it a day? These backup quarterbacks we're recruiting are obviously not going to get the job done at this where the game is today. None of them quarterbacks, even if one started the whole season, can score touchdowns on Georgia. I don't see us scoring no touchdowns on Georgia with those quarterbacks. How? How? So it's like, why are we doing all this shuffling around if we have the potential to get to where we want to go and know we don't have enough? to beat these guys with who we got in the game. I can't believe I saw people vying for guys that we wasn't talking about in the beginning of the season. Like, it made sense. Like, no, I told you in the last weeks, if you think that Drew Pond is a solution or even a fire starter to our offense, and that's the third quarterback on the roster, then we're a desperate offense. We're a desperate offense because it doesn't make sense that we won't commit to anybody with how precious of a transition we're trying to make as a team, as a group. It's like we're going in circles for no reason. You look pretty down, bro. I'm going to be honest. I told you the floor was yours because I know you had a lot to get off your chest. You told me you were upset after watching this game. It's just why, why? Like I just, you know, and and God bless Tommy's heart because Tommy's up there like, man, I got to call plays for three different quarterbacks. And during the week, Jack probably played the whole time. Because I'll I'll get to Tommy Reeves, but go ahead. Tyler couldn't have practiced that much because he only got so many plays. He's been hurt. So you Eddie's been hurt. So you gotta think through the course of the week for how much he played in the game. There's no way he practiced that much during the week. So Jack took majority of the reps. But Tariko said during the broadcast, uh him and Bree said they watched practice, practice, and they were rotating all three quarterbacks in. And, and when he said that, I was like, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it sounds like you want to lose every game. How is that even possible? This is not no army where you just throwing people in there and Yes, yes, sir. No, sir. Let's just execute the job. No, this is the quarterback position, the most sought after, hardest position in sports. And you treating it like Russian roulette. And it's even more sickening that we're the number something team in the country every year and we can't get a Matt Corral. We can't get a, a Trevor Lawrence. We can't get a even Jake Fromm from State Farm. We can't even get it. You know the answer to that, though, right? Because now you're going to start me on my rant. <laughs> you're going to start me on my rant. We already that's know the answer. That's the million-dollar question and answer. No, it's not. A, no, no. It, it is it. Today was the day for me. <laughs> today was the day for me. It's the that's day. it. I don't need to see anything else. I don't you know what you're going to get for the I rest promise of the you, I promise you, as a Notre Dame fan, this is not me jumping off the ledge. This is me being honest. With a large sample size of what we've seen in this era, 
Large sample size. Large. It's large. Man, name me one quarterback, one elite quarterback that's been recruited and developed. That's elite. Don't bring me Ian Book. I don't want to talk about he won the most games. He, Ian Book wasn't in the whole I want to be a Rudy guy. Yes. He wasn't a highly recruited guy. It's a reason he keeps recruiting those type of guys. Which goes back to when you when we got the commit of Steve uh the kid from Jersey. Yeah, like, you were like, dude, we already had these guys in the quarterback room. We got four of them. We got, we got one four with the mullet, number seven. Remember the one with the mullet? Yes. Uh, Drew, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark, who I thought he was a backup with Phil. I mean, what happened to him? He's still there. Hold on. Brandon Clark got strong. He's injured, though. Okay. But, He's been injured, had a lot of injuries. Phil, I mean, you know, Phil got hurt. He's out for the year with a broken hand. But, but that, Phil, that's your quarterback. Phil had a that's, chance. Phil had a chance. That's your quarterback. But you know what? They didn't they, they didn't want to develop an offense around Phil and his talents. Phil but had to fit. Phil had to fit into their offense. Facts. Facts. That's why they keep recruiting the same quarterbacks. Because they're the same. only quarterbacks that can fit into that non-creative offense. Yeah. We want to be a, a we want to be the Ravens of two thousand. Rely strictly on defense, play the game close, and try to look like a historic store team always in these shootouts or these games that we should be blowing teams out. We make everything close. Man, let me play this clip for the people. Brian Kelly after the game. This is the clip. I was already upset about how the <laughs> game went, but he had the nerve to say this in the press conference. And I about lost it. Brian Kelly. The, the thoughts that I had with our team were about, um, you know, play a good opponent. Um, you know, you have to match, you know, the, your play with, uh, you know, um, a high level of competency in terms of, uh, you know, the the mundane things. Uh, we didn't take care of the the basics today. Um, and, and all we needed to do is be um, efficient at the basics today, and we weren't efficient at the basics. We turned the football over um, on offense, special teams, um, didn't cover um, very well, and, uh, you know, so we didn't coach very well today, and we didn't play very well. You haven't coached since you got here. <laughs> you haven't coached the quarterback position well since you got here. The guy you got rid of, which was the offensive line guru, Ooh. and now you have a guy that every recruit is his. He recruited them. Not only are they bad talent-wise and can't move their feet, he can't coach them. But you didn't want Harry Heastan. You didn't want him. That's the, that's the key to the whole area. You didn't want him. That's the key right there. It has to, it's your your program. It has to be your way. We heard after 2016 and a debacle that you changed. You were more accessible to your players. You were more, more open to things. You bring in Marcus Freeman. Why? Because you lose a really good defensive coordinator and you go out and get the hottest thing on the block. Right? And you leave the defense to him. Fix our defense. 
make it a national championship caliber defense. Well, guess what? The scheme is great. The players just aren't elite. It's <laughs> just not elite. The, yeah, the players <laughs> just aren't elite. Just aren't. Talk, look, we have talked <laughs> ad nauseum about J.D. Bertrand. Yeah. And l- thrown love, rose petals at his feet. All of that, yeah. All of that. He's just not elite. Man. He's not elite. <laughs> He's just not elite. He's not elite. Kyle elite. That's kudos, kudos to Cam Hart. Every hmm. week, Cam Hart keeps showing that he has the potential to be an elite cornerback. Every time. Because they every try time. him every game. They try him every game. But let me tell you something. Clarence Lewis ain't it. <laughs> Clarence Lewis ain't it. Bumper run? No. That's why we don't talk about it. You can't That's have the third fastest wide receiver, the 50-50 ball guy, just running by you on fly patterns. It can't happen. Basic stuff. First and 15, that can't happen. <laughs> can't happen. So this is my issue. My issue is he said it right there. You have to have competency. When you play against good teams, starts with the coach. Starts with the coach. You know what's incompetent? After Jack Cone moves you down to the red zone, you know what's incompetent? Not using your running quarterback in the red zone. That's if you're going to do all the switching. And after Jack Cone then comes back the second drive after throwing the, yeah, we threw the interception in the red zone. Yeah. He comes back, he moves the ball a little bit, has a guy wide open. Throws it behind him on third and seven. What do you do? You go to Tyler Buckner and just totally disrupt the flow yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah. Competent, incompetent. Yeah, incompetent coaching. Incompetent. You want to talk about the competency of your players? Yeah. Let's talk about the incompetency of the coach and the offensive coordinator. We said this, and I related it to the Avengers. We said every football game has a natural flow. Everyone. This was a defensive struggle. That's yeah. what it was going to be. Yeah, we knew. And, and the game was waiting for the first coach to make the first blunder. And Brian yeah. Kelly decided to throw his hat in the ring. Yeah. I'll go first. Here's Tyler Buckner for two series. Not in the middle of a series or the red zone as a changeup yeah. or a different look. Not you because Jack Cole. No man's land. Not because Jack Cole was performing badly at that point. He didn't even play long enough yet. But you you and your ego, you're in your ego. You just wanted Tyler Buckner to play. Because he opened the Pandora box early against a team that we was already going to beat. And he just he just can't he can't see it as one man running it and it's not him. If he could play quarterback, he would sub himself in. Because he's just not going to be satisfied if Jack go out there and Joe Burrow us all the way there. <laughs> just he won't let it happen. Hey, some of our fans have some comments. We'll get to it in a second. But just stand right with this, man. He was asked in the post-game press conference, Brian Kelly, why why so much love for Tyler Butler? Why? Well, escapability, um, certainly. He sees the field very well and, and and he just has a you know he just has a confidence 
you know, that, that uh, a bit of a swagger to them. Um, and, and that's, there's no stat for that, right? Um, it's just a sense and a feel. Um, so, look, he didn't start, right? So it didn't impress me that much, or, or he would have been the starter. So, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out, you know, and, and we've got a guy that we really like, and, and Jack, in terms of what he did, he looked really good at times. It's, it's, it's hard to put much on Jack other than the interception. Um, you know, he's, he's dealing with, you know, pressure in the pocket too. So, you know what we like about Buckner. Um, and um, I think there was, there was some, some times there today that, um, you know, some new looks for him that, that were first timers. He's not ready. You just admitted at the end of the clip that Tyler Buckner's not ready. He's not. So why are you giving him third and long, five-step, seven-step drop with long patterns that take at least four or five seconds to develop with the offensive line that you have? And he's been hurt. He's been hurt. So he ain't been practicing. No. So you went from a package to now you want to throw him in the deep end and be like, I like your escapability. I ain't like it that much, though. But I like it enough to let you sink out in the fucking deep end because at the time we know Jack gonna get a sack, so we don't even want to embarrass Jack. So let's just waste your confidence out there and then turn around and be like, we're trying to figure it all out. Let's just hand him seven points. You I mean Brian Kelly just gifted him seven points. He gifted the team seven points. Yeah. Gifted For it to them. For what? For what? We play Just like so we play he, like he a grand, we play like a Grand Rapids football team. Like you just never, you just know that you're not going to recruit a top quarterback, so you're just going to throw the punter in there because he's kind of fast on some plays, and then you're going to turn around and throw the receiver that can run and catch and throw. It's like you just want to make shift your quarterback because you coaching like a D five quarter like coach. Anything it take to win. We don't have to play like that. We don't have to that's, play. But that, that's, 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 that's the way he wants this program to be. We, we, have to be prim, we have to be prim, proper, tech, be perfect, and we'll have a chance to win. When are we going to get swag? He talks about swag. There's no there's no swag in that quarterback room. None. I, you talking about quarterback with swag. At least we had the swag. We had you he, even Tommy yeah. has some character, you know. Tommy would get you know, Tommy run his little share and mix up in some, some rough edges stuff, but that's character, at least that's something. We have a, a, a bland room, and if swag is coming from Tyler Buckner from head coach Coach Kelly, and he's the true freshman that we're not trying to develop, we halfway and halfway out on him. It's a disaster. Yeah, a we disaster. have a, a comment. Robert uh, Tidoff, Robert P. Tidoff, very disappointed but not shocked. Horrible old line led to their eventual inevitable loss. The D can't win them every game like last week. At least we may have found a quarterback today. Did we? Did you we find a quarterback? You know how long we've been depending on our defense to win games? I knew the moment we were a defensive-dependent team. When we played Alabama, 
in 2012. I knew that that was our strategy. If defense can't hold us, then we then we don't have nothing. This is the problem. And and Robert, we appreciate you watching. We appreciate your comment. This this is this is where I differ with what he said. Until we find a quarterback, yeah, that's national championship ready, we haven't found a quarterback. We just haven't. And there's not that quarterback is not on this problem. I think we don't want one. I don't think we want one. I don't think that's the way that Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, that quarterback's not on this roster. Do you think any of them will put up with what Coach Kelly does to his quarterbacks with all this rotating and, and package stuff? No. Look at Kyler and Kyle Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen at Texas A&M. They tried to do the whole Kyle. Both of them left. Both bounced. And one went to win a Heisman. So it just shows you that even the most talented guys in those situations are unproductive, period. So I don't we don't know how good Tyler can be. As long as he's doing this package and this, you know, running a few plays, and then you throw him in the fucking deep end where he's sink or swim, and now he's throwing picks and it's too much. It's too much. All right. Time to go to the photocopy of Brian Kelly. That's Tommy Reeves. We sat here and we talked about the multiple ways Indiana gutted this Cincinnati defense with less talent. And what did we say? Misdirection, reverses, swing passes. Nice swing pass to Kyron early. What did he do with it? Got busy. Nice reverse, eight yards. Other than that, what did we see? Same old, same old. And we can talk about the offensive line once again. As much as you want to complain about the offensive line, That's they played well enough to win the game. Yeah. For what? For how good they are, they played as good as they could for the situation. Now, I will say this. Kane Madden is awful. <laughs> if, if, dude, if that's what you go and get, see that once again. Yeah. Once again, the blank, we could talk players all we want to. But we have to trace our steps and go to the top. <laughs> because you and Jeff Quinn sat in the film room and said, that's the film <laughs> of Kane Madden and said, that's the dude we want. Yeah. And he's not serviceable. He's awful. Liability. We keep looking at these quarterbacks we get into this program. You sit with your offensive coordinator, your quarterback coach. You watch film of them in high school, and you say, those are the guys we want. Right there. We want him. I want to know the conversation during the week of the game planning. What are they talking about in that coach's room? They sitting there saying, hey, all right, listen. The clean, now, hey, this the is clean sheet was dope. The clean sheet is the clean sheet was pretty much that first drive. I don't believe that. 
because there's no way in the world that Jack, even knowing his ceiling and knowing what he's going to give us, there's no way you sit in that room and be like, all right, we plan on using this game plan throughout the whole game. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't see three guys. Instead, I think they was in that coach's room during the week saying, okay, for some reason it'll be smart if we use all three. <laughs> and no matter what happens, we give Jack two, two, two cracks at it, insert Tyler early, and if he hot, keep him in there. If he's not, go back to Jack. And then if all else fails, we know Drew can do what he did last week. That's some low-level coaching because that's exactly what they did. No, I I give the perfect example of maybe this is why they did that to my situation when we played LSU in the Music City Bowl. Music City Bowl, yeah. The whole week, we didn't know who was going to start. And I personally felt after the USC game, at least you knew who was going to give you the, the most out of. We didn't know who was starting until the day of. So we going 50-50 all day. We get into the game, he's like, oh, I'm going to play both of you guys. But Malik, you just started. Which means that no matter what happens, I'm going to come out the game at some point to throw Ev in there. So when we went in the game, the first drive I scored, Scored or not scored, I wasn't going to be in in the next drive. Yeah. Which is opposite of the natural flow that we talk about that happens in every game. Yeah. So it just shows you that this is all predetermined stuff. They predetermined before the Cincinnati game that they felt it was a good idea to play all three guys. <laughs> I'm just confused. I'm just that's confused. crazy. That's, that's bonkers. That's bonkers. Because and then you want to come to the press conference talking about competency. Yeah. But he said it. He said, I'm trying to figure it out. How you get paid so many millions of dollars? You've been coaching for so long at a, such a prestigious program. And you and can't figure quarterback out. Again. 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 If anything, you getting paid to make strictly only the quarterback decision. Because it's a tough decision, clearly. It steers the direction of your football team, which fits under the guidelines of a head coach. However, you seem to every time botch the situation and make it worse by trying to play everybody. I'm going to be honest. I did something today. I did something. I called out West, talked to my seed. I said, I need you to talk to your boys on the squad. <laughs> and I need you to go tell them to tell the AD to make the offer. And make the offer. <laughs> I did. I flat out did. I said, go tell your boys to go into the AD make the offer. and make the offer and make the call. Yo. Call them tonight. Tonight. Call them tonight. But it's sick because USC, with all the millions of quarterbacks they have, they don't even do that over there. And they can't keep a head coach. And they still don't be tossing quarterbacks in every other series, even if the guy's doing all right. Because then it goes back to what was the strategy of getting Jack to begin with? Once again, because you watch film of this guy that couldn't keep the job at Wisconsin and said to yourself, this is the guy 
to take us to the next level. That could get been, us to the college football playoffs. That could, I don't know. That's the goal, right? That could, said that's the goal every year. Every year, the goal is to get to the college football playoffs, and the ultimate goal is to win a national championship. That's straight out of his mouth. There's a lot of things that he says that I don't think. Maybe he's generalizing. However, I don't understand how, from what I see it as, it may have been, okay, we're going to get this guy that's okay. He'll push Tyler Buckner. And at some point, we'll smoothly transition Tyler to start in the season. Because he said in the beginning, it's a transitional season. only transitional because of quarterback. Because being they're the same players, except but, but but see 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 the, here's the thing. Let's get back to coaching, right? Wherever Tyler is, you can't bring him in and make him run the same offense you're making Drew Pine and Jack Cone run. You That's can't. What I'm saying. That's what I'm you saying. But you throw him in terrible situations throughout the game that destroys his confidence. If you're going to sit there and say, we're going to two-back, read option, and throw a little RPO stuff because that's your package, and then he doesn't play for two, three weeks, and then you throw him in on third and 17, and then you somehow say you open it up to have him do everything, of course he's not going to be ready for certain looks. He wasn't practicing all week for those looks. Because you didn't think he was going to get in for those looks. But you say, okay, the logic is he going to give us a chance in third and long to make something happen. So we're not counting on them to necessarily execute the play, but we just know that Jack's not going to survive the third and 17 Yeah, with the O-line. So it's like we rather we don't want to punt on third down, throw Tyler in there, we know he may not get it, give him something that's a first read. If it's not there, we trust that he'll just run around enough and make something in the, down the field. And if it's a big play, we'll keep him in. If it's not, we'll take him out and say, well, he's just not ready. He's developing. But the whole time you're killing the kid's confidence. There's, the no way, there's no way you should make as much money as Brian Kelly makes and be looked upon as one of the top head coaches in college football. And you have not one not one NFL quarterback on your resume. Start. Let me qualify because people will be like, well, Ian Book, he's on the New Orleans. Well, State. In fairness, he had Deshaun. But Deshaun went only 16. So that's that's you tough. know what, man? I'm going I'm going to reserve my comments <laughs> for Deshaun. Because honestly, I think Deshaun, if we're going to talk about Deshaun, honestly, I think that points back to the head coach as well. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons Deshaun left early is because of the head coach. 100%. 100%. So it it doesn't matter how you slice it. It The arrow still Yes. He is the common denominator. You don't win the most games ever and exclude yourself from the main issue that plagues the team. I think his biggest regret is not the national championship. It's probably he couldn't figure out what the easiest and probably the most qualified place you are as a head coach to make those decisions 
and you keep watching. I think that's bigger than the national championship game. I think it's bigger than even winning the national championship simply because it's like this is a direct personal reflection of you. Yeah. You are the reason why we can't figure out the quarterback. It's not no offensive coordinator. We had plenty. No. We no. had the Packers offensive coordinator, a head coach. Yes. So we've had all the coaches you can have. The only person that's been there the whole time is you. So this is a direct correlation to you. When you say you're trying to figure it out, that's you not knowing what you want to do with the quarterback situation. That's nobody else's responsibility. That's his biggest challenge, I would say, through his era, is just being decisive on head coaching calls. I mean, this ain't nobody else's call. All right, man. That's that. Look, we can we can do an hour, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> on the BK era, the quarterback situation. We will say this: the offensive line once again showed us that they are who they are. And if you're a coach, and a competent competent is the word of the day, given to us by Brian Kelly. If you are a competent coaching staff, you find a way to win games with them being who they are. Yeah. Let them be. Yeah. You got Jack. You know what Jack was about before you got him. It's ride a die season with him. But you don't open the Pandora's box. You start reading the Irish message boards where they say, you know what? Maybe we can get a one-two punch with Tyler. And then we can uppercut with, with a Drew Pond. No, in the same game, it's impossible no. game plan, let alone for one guy. You, th- it's not messing up other teams to to game plan for three quarterbacks. It's not. They're like, there's no way they can be that sophisticated with three guys playing. We just gonna do our thing. Teams play us man, and they coming. That's it. And we got three guys shuffle in and out. The problem still exists. We can't get away from nobody. Yeah. No matter who's in there. And then we don't have the strength to push it down the field to get them up off of us enough to where they at least change what they're doing. And then we just not mean enough on offense. We just not mean enough. Drew Pine was mean enough. (laughs) Drew Pine threw that touchdown pass from the sole of his toes. He used every neutron in his body. Yeah. To get that ball to Brayden Lindsay. And he still underthrew it. How do you recruit? We at Notre Dame. We recruiting guys who can't push the ball down the field at a top 10 team of all time in college football. F could push push the ball down the field. Yeah. You could push the ball down the field. Deshaun could push the ball down the field. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) And no need to say anything else. I'll leave it at that. It's self-explanatory. Sounds like we got to end it on that, man. That's, yep. that's 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 the best way, best way to put it. Self-explanatory. Let's go over to the defense. Yeah. Once again, yo, um, the defense and Cincinnati's place kicker kept us in the game. Oh yeah, the defense always keeps us in the game. Kept yeah. us in the game. You know, you take the seven points that Brian Kelly gifted them. Oh yeah with his incompetent coaching. And then Chris Tyree, just unfortunate. He he, he muffed the kickoff, took yeah. his eyes off of it, trying to make a big play. 
Yeah, you're desperate. Probably trying to create like last week. That happens. You're desperate. Stuff like that happens. Cincinnati gets the ball. We'll keep him on the end zone. The big, my biggest issue with the defense, I won't even go to the fourth quarter drive, mm-hmm. right? Because the fourth quarter drive, of course, you want that. You want that stop. Yeah, that's that's just right? good on good. Good on good. You just... hey, before we get to this, man, we throw this in there because I know we'll forget because you always forget kickers. Because, uh, well, Jonathan Doerr, look, man, get it together. <laughs> just get it together. That's that's all we that's that's all the time you're getting on our podcast today. Just just get it together. I, you know, it's are you more? I'll, you know, I'll ask you: Are you more upset with the drive before halftime or the drive that sealed the game? Which one bothered you the most? Before halftime, because it just showed that early. It showed early, and it showed that are we going to make an adjustment? They had a lot of different points for me. us not doing what we're supposed to do at that last drive. Gave an opportunity. Are we going to come out of the half into the next half with a different approach, a, a, a more locked in and focused identity? Or are we going to come out and and leave where we started or started where we left off and and have that struggle of not knowing what we're what we want to do? Mm. And so it made it disappointing because by the end of the game, that last drive, I already know what was going to happen. Oh, I could predict what was going to happen that last drive due to the fact that we didn't start fast like the third quarter. Coach Kelly got them, them isms. Yeah. Fast third quarter is everything. I knew coming out of half, how we responded was going to determine how we're going to end the drive on the last drive. And it just, it wasn't what it should have been. Yeah, we got a comment from one of our listeners. And see, this is funny. This is when somebody catches the end of the conversation and they come with a question like this. Rambo Eastwood, y'all saying they need a black quarterback? <laughs> see, that's what happens when you come in on the tail end of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, you got to come just in. Because the examples we use just happen to be of one ethnicity. You have to go back and listen to the entire podcast. There's a reason. Once Deshaun Kaiser left, because of Brian Kelly, there's a reason Brian Kelly went in the other direction. Yeah. The quarterbacks he recruited. Yeah. It's I'll, so leave it I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Just he basically threw you, the three of you, under the bus and went the other way and said, These are the type of quarterbacks that I need to win. Quarterback yeah. that can't push the ball down the field. And that can work my system. I don't want anybody that's going to make me expand my system and what I want to do, or that's going to challenge me to build around them. It's yeah. too much work for me. It's too much work. Too I much work. I can't live and die on a on quarterbacks every three or four years. No, I got to have a cog in the machine type of system. Yeah. I do believe in that time Trevor Lawrence was out there, right? He can put them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's athletic, right? He can push the ball down the field, right? I don't even think we he took us serious. I don't think we took him serious like he probably would have gave us a chance of. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all these top quarterbacks want to come because they know since since 2016, there have been a ton of quarterbacks 
that can push the ball down the field and that are athletic. Like what would Notre Dame look like with a Spencer Rattler? Let's just let's just throw that out there. I'm glad you mentioned him. That's another one. Let's just throw that out. That's another one. He's from the same, you know, he's from the same state as Ian Book. I mean, if you, if you went out there to see Ian Book, could have gone out there to see Spencer Rattler. You would have you had his fly over Spencer to get to Ian. You just feel like that. That's all I'm saying. But I'm sure all of the coaches that negative that, that negative recruit say, look at the track record. Oh, easy. Tell yeah. me the quarterback he's developed. I know I would. They're going to hit you with the, you want to be not knowing if you're going to play each and every season? Bam. You want to be in competition three years in with a freshman that got some talent but is unproven? Because he has swag. Because because he 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 – He's get he's he's recruiting guys that are opposite of your whole talent. So now you got two different styling duo styling offenses and quarterbacks each year. It's just mm. crazy. yeah, yeah. Another question. Honestly, I believe Quinn needs to be fired. Hey, no, I'm not pushing back, and maybe Dale Alexander as well. Wide receivers coach, am I wrong? I'm not one to call for people's jobs. No, no, especially not now. Especially not now. But I will say this: Jeff Jeff Quinn ain't it. (laughs) I'm not even gonna say he's not it. I'm just gonna say after Harry Heastan, you gotta fill that spot like you did Marcus Freeman and Clark. No, no, but see, Harry Heastan was somebody in the room that would say no. Oh yeah. See, that's the issue. Harry, he stand as a guy in the room to say, no, 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 these are my guys. Oh, yeah, he going to This is how I'm going to teach them. These are my, yeah. These are my guys. Nobody touched anything Harry what? was trying to do with yeah. Coach Kelly may make a comment, but it was brief. Yeah. And it was something, and he said never took offense to nothing. It was more, oh, they messing up? Let me go get on them, because I know they're not doing that while I'm coaching them. Like, yo. Right. And, and, and it was copacetic. People understood what they was getting. The linemen didn't have a problem with it because they see him cashing out first rounders. I mean, they love him. You had a few that didn't like the way he screamed and, you know, all of that. And not everybody could fit that, but he was right. the right guys. And, and it didn't pan out. It's okay. It wasn't many. Right. But the ones that didn't pan out, it's okay because. Even they still got a chance. I think of my guy, Big John. Big John didn't pan out the whole way through, went to Boston College, played for the Lions. I mean, it's because the technique was still there, you know. So, regardless of like or dislike, the talent was still there. So, what we're telling you today, once again, Cincinnati comes into South Bend and defeats the number nine ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 24 to 13. We told you that the flow of the game, would be such that it would be a fourth quarter game and that if someone added something or took something away from the flow of that game, that was pretty much the way that Cincinnati would win. Because if it was a natural flow, Notre Dame more than likely was going to win because Notre Dame has the better athletes, better team. Another thing, Kevin Austin, I would like to say this. There's something mental going on. Anytime 
he's he's taking out of games. He's allowing teams to take him out of games and get him into a mental space. And I, I know I could say it's up to the offensive coordinator to get your top player in the game with a quick pass, short pass, quick screen, something. The same way they did with Michael Mayer. They got him going early. Yeah, They got him going early. And that's who got hurt as soon as Tyler Buckner came in the game. Yeah, it's just so – I think Mike, he had eight receptions on the day. Michael Mayer should have had like at least 12 receptions. Easy. 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 He should have been premiering the guy. We premiering the shuffle. The QB shuffle. It shouldn't be premiered. But I actually I actually got to cut this one short because I got to I got to go. But close man, it up, bro. Close it up. This is what I'm going to close it with. Brian Kelly. You got everything, but you're missing the biggest piece. And that's that competency. When we need it. Everything else, you got it down pat. <laughs> I don't know how else to. We got to give you credit where credit's due. You do your job all the way up till the biggest decision. Yeah. That's your quarterback. You can't shuffle those guys like Uno cards. Yeah. You got to go with a guy and ride it out. It's okay if we don't hit the 10 win mark. But at least you're going to develop a guy for the future potentially or ride out with the experience you got around you. Other than that, defense is going to be the defense. The O-line is going to get better. That quarterback situation is why we said it was a transitional year. Without a stable quarterback, it doesn't matter who we recruit. It doesn't matter. Until we get a Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence type caliber player and stop playing, what do you want? We're going to play every game close. No matter if it's Toledo or Alabama, it's all going to be close calls. I got to look at the schedule now, bro. There might be some more L's on the schedule. That's it great. And it ain't, it ain't no easier hey, road after this. Stanford just beat Oregon today. That 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 trip out to Palo Alto? Yeah. Just got a lot harder. Yeah, a lot harder. We are the Lucky Lefty Podcast, the original Lucky Lefty. Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis. You see it right there. Follow us at Lucky Lefty Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and go subscribe and hit the like button on all of our content on the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube channel. We'll see you Monday right after Brian Kelly talks to the media. You'll have the slant. We spin it different. The two lefties. Holla. Holla.